You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. I am excited about this message. I, I say I'm excited. Um, Sunday, Nick come up and asked, he said, well, do you want to speak on Wednesday? And I said, Sure because that's just where I'm at in my life. I say things without thinking. And so, um, I, no, this is my yes. This is my best yes right here. So um, I didn't even think. He said, do you want to speak? I said, yeah, I think we're not leaving till Thursday, so uh, I'll do it. Um, he said, okay, and um, on Monday, all hell broke loose. And it was not an, any surprise to me because now I've been doing it for so long, I expect for it to. And now I just laugh, and I used to cry, and I used to waller in it, and now I just ignore it for the most part. And so uh, I feel very mature in like how far I've come. And so uh, I had so many moments today where I just smiled and thought, I'll have to get to that. I'll tell you all the full story in a minute. But at one point today, I would have, I thought in my head, you would be crying right now, but you're not. I'm so proud of me. That's what I thought in my head. While my husband was pulling away without me, we were supposed to leave in the morning anyways. He left and normally I would cry and I didn't cry. So we're really coming, we're really coming a long way, y'all. And so uh, I had prepared a mess. When Nick asked me to preach, I said, oh, perfect. I was supposed to speak at our bull event um, that Saturday, but... Um, I didn't end up having to speak some things like Kobe ended up doing it. Praise God, his message was amazing. But um, I was like, oh yeah, perfect. I had this message prepared for, um, for that and I didn't use it, so I'll just use that one. And then the next day when everything broke loose, my kids started getting sick. The Lord was like, oh, and you're not using that message either. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, that was for them. I have people coming in that need something else. And I'm like, okay. So I started to listen to what it is the Lord had for you and what he had specifically for you who he knew would be sitting in here today. And so it's a fresh message, something that I um, am currently living right now, so um, I am excited to speak it. And um, the title of my message is From Trust to Authority. Um, I really, I I keep finding myself in conversations where I say I feel this shift happening. I feel this shift happening that God is positioning his people into places of authority, into places of power, into places of success, and more people are starting to realize their gifts and their talents that God has placed into them, and that is not by accident. People are stepping out of their comfort zones, and they're starting businesses, and they're starting Bible studies at their homes. God's people are really starting to step up because we really have no choice. We are supposed to do this. If you're in here, you are a leader. If you're in here, you have a purpose. If you're in here, there's a reason you're here. And so um, I'm excited because I hope every one of you leave here fired up for something that you're supposed to do and encouraged by the stories and what I've been through and came out on the other side of it. And so, um, like I said, I've been in so many conversations over the last few weeks of people that are starting businesses where God is kind of calling them out of the nine to five and the monotonous of everyday life. Now, don't, my nine to fivers, don't, don't 
walk out on me because you have a place there and you have a, your leaders there and you're called to authority there as well. So don't, don't let me lose you there. But there are people who are in here that are called to start businesses. And there are people who are going to be called to step out of their comfort zones and you are just as vital. And so um, let me just, um, <laughs> and before you feel like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not a leader. I'm not called. Like if you're feeling like you're in a part in your life where I don't have my life together, I do not have any form of being able to have any authority or power. Um, let me just tell you that I can't, <laughs> in my life right now, I can't even remember the last time I washed my hair. I didn't shower till five o'clock today or brush my teeth because I was in the bed all day in my PJs because I have three sick kids at home right now. This is all going on. This ain't even a scratching the surface of what's going on in my life right now. And so if you feel like maybe you're not called or you're not worthy or maybe you're not qualified in the part of your life in right now, you're wrong. Because I have been through some stuff and God still says, get up, move on and keep going. The pep talk that my husband gave me today when he was walking out the door on the trip that I was supposed to be going on with him in the morning, if I remember correctly, he said, um, <laughs> most people can't do in a week what you do in a day. You're a beast. You got this. And walked out. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, and I'm like, I'm literally holding back tears because I don't like missing bull trips. They know this. My boys on the second row know I'm there. If one of our bulls is bucking, mama's there because like, that's like my kid. And so uh, when he leaves with the trailer and I'm not in the truck, I'm sad. So I had to hold back tears today when my kids are sick and I'm sitting in the bed in my PJs at five o'clock and I have to preach at seven. And my husband is leaving on a trip I was supposed to go on. And so I was a little bit sad, and that was that moment where I had, I mean, the tears were there, but they didn't fall, and I felt real mature. I was like, I am really growing up, y'all. I'm really moving forward. So anyways, um, about authority, because we're going from a trust to authority. What is authority? Authority is the delegated right to rule or lead, the, lead and the power to act, decide, and command. Let me start by saying this shift is not new to God. Like everybody's like, oh, she's, you know, there's a shift happening. What does that mean? This shift is not a new plan that God had in the books. Like, you know, he pulled it from the back and was like, oh man, this is all going awry. I need to do this. No, this is something that God has been doing for so long. And we can look at back in the Bible of so many times where God placed people in specific situations for specific purposes. You can look at Esther. Esther was placed in the kingdom as the queen for such a time as this. She ended up saving her people, right? She got there and everything about her and what God put in her was to put her in that position in leadership. There was Joseph. We know that Joseph ultimately went through a lot of trials and tribulations, but he ended up serving in leadership, which ultimately saved his family and many others from famine, right? We know that. And so then we know there's Moses who felt unqualified and like he shouldn't do it, but he ultimately led the people out of Egypt. We all feel maybe unqualified or we all feel like we're in a spot where maybe we are not, um, shouldn't be in a place of authority. But if you are a Christian, you are a leader. If you are a Christian, you are supposed to be in authority and you do have power. That does not exempt anybody in this room. If you're here and you're sitting here, it's because God has a plan and a purpose for you. And you're supposed to be walking in that. 
And that doesn't, and not to, okay, I'm going to say it. That's not just coming in and sitting down every Wednesday and Sunday and listening to a message that makes you feel good and doing nothing with it. You've got to get out of your comfort zone and use the words that you're hearing every day. And when God can trust you with that, he puts you in more authority and more leadership and more roles and more responsibilities. And so I'm trying not to talk too fast, but Wednesday night time schedules got me all bound up up here. So um, I should have been like, David, you preach tonight. I'm preaching on Sunday because I need Sunday time schedule, not Wednesday. And so, uh, <laughs> oh man, y'all. I'm a lot, you know, I'm a lot more, I've got a lot to say. I know. Good thing is I'm not scared of David, so I'm going to talk all I want. Uh, God has always used people just like you and I that didn't feel qualified and positioned them in places to fulfill his purpose. We're in a time where God needs people of honor and, and, and integrity in places of power and authority. And we are the Christians that are in that. We are the people of honor and integrity. We are the representation of honor and integrity. So we as Christians should be in power and authority. And so every one of you are called to power and authority. Um, I can't preach where I haven't been. I have never, ever, ever had to preach a message that I have not lived or am in the process of living. And I can say that I am in the process of living this message. I am in the process of seeing it unfold right before my eyes. And um, Josh and I have lived it. Uh, like I said, we're living it right now. We're seeing God move time and time again because we continue to positions our, position ourselves to say yes. This is my yes right here. What I wanted to do or what I, it didn't, my week didn't look like it was supposed to. It didn't look like what I thought it would look like. But I knew that me standing right here was what I was supposed to do. I could have called Kobe and said, because I think Kobe called me yesterday. And he said, well, how's it going? When are y'all leaving? Because I had said, hey, just be ready. All three of the kids are sick. And um, we're, not, you know, Josh and I are leaving for Little Rock. And I said, the message he spoke at the Bull event uh, was amazing, and so I knew that I could really fall back on that, but I knew that's not what I was supposed to do. This is my yes, and easily I could be in the truck on the way to Little Rock, Arkansas with my husband and our bulls right now, but I'm not because this is my best yes, and that is what it means to set your wants aside and do what God's called you to do. Even when it's not comfortable, even when you don't want to, even when it's not what you want, you have to push those wants and needs aside to know that I'm going to do what God's called me to do because ultimately it's going to wind up better. I know that um, I know that he's going to come home and, it, and life's going to go on. Me missing that bowl event is really not that big of a deal, even though it feels like it right now. Um, it's been a process, Josh and I. It's been a process to get to this point of where we are. And I tell a lot of people in a lot of conversations that I have is I still and look back in the awe of God that we stand here at 33, 34 years old in conversations that we get to be in. How at our age do we get to sit with people much older than us asking us how to run businesses? They're asking us how do we, how do you have kids like you do? At the bull events, we have people coming to us and saying, what did you do? What, how did they end up like this? We're 30, 34 years old, 33, 30, I don't know how old I am. How old am I, Taylor? I'm going to be 33. Wow. 
That's so crazy. Um, I really forget all the time out of my head. So I'm 32, um, and Josh is 33. He's going to be 34. And really, I still look back in awe that how did we get placed in the positions that we are in? But it's because we have been obedient. We have made choices that most people don't make. We have put ourselves in uncomfortable positions and places that maybe we didn't want to be or that we, uh, our God just said, hey, I need your yes, and we said yes. And that's how we got to where we are right now. And a lot of you have heard a lot of our stories, but the Lord, as I was writing today, he said this, and I, I, man, he said, before God can give you authority and power, he has to be able to trust you. But before God can trust you, he has to know that you trust him. And I was like, okay, God. And that, I got that today as I was laying in my bed in my PJs writing with kids on top of my head, literally, Scylla was on top of my head placing her Barbies on the, and Josh come in from pinning the bulls or something, and he was like, Scylla, can you get down? Because he felt so bad for me, because <laughs> he had not been in there to help me at all today. And so, um, but when God gave me that, I was like, wow, that is so good. It says in Romans 13, 1, everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So it starts with God. It starts with being obedient to God. It starts with reading God's word. It starts with uh, saying yes to God. All authority comes from God. In my studying of authority today, I even come across the scriptures that says God will even allow people in government that, I'm trying to say this without being controversial. Um, will allow people in places of government that really it's like a punishment to the people. And here we are. This is where we find ourselves. And so if we think that, oh my God, this president, you know, God couldn't have had anything to do with that. You're wrong because God has something to do with everything. And so if you think that he got there by, oh, God said, man, I really didn't plan for this. You're wrong. Yeah. And that's why I live every day going, you don't affect, this, this president doesn't affect how I live because right. he's not my ultimate authority. God is. Yeah. And so uh, I stumbled upon that today as I was reading about authority that, you know, sometimes there are people placed in positions of authority as a punishment. And so we are definitely being punished. So... Um, <laughs> God, we are really sorry. I do say that a lot, y'all. We are really supposed to repent, continue to repent for the decisions our country has made. So that's our job as Christians. That's extra. That was not in my notes. So please be <laughs> repenting for our terrible mistakes we have made in America so that we can move on from this and get back to Trump, as Scylla says every time she sees him on TV. She's like, he's back. I'm like, no, he's <laughs> Wendy said yesterday, he's not back, sister. He's just on TV. She is little, and she does. She thinks Trump's amazing, so do I. So, offery, it's offery. Where am I at? Okay, David didn't become king overnight. There was a process to it. So David was uh, anointed king at a very young age, but there was this process that he had to go through. And can you imagine if God would have given David the kingdom when he was that when he was young? Can you, I mean, we watched David make some mistakes, right? We watched David go through some stuff that I'm like, dear God, if he would have been king at that time, what a catastrophe. And so now I look back and think, can I imagine if God would have given me these two businesses when I was 19, I would have 
torn them apart. I would have blown all the money. I would have not known what to do with it. I would have not been able to, to make decisions and wise decisions at that matter. So there is a process that you have to go through to get to the point that God can trust you. But first you have to trust him. And so what does that look like? I'm gonna go on to, let's see. Uh, Taylor had said something in a podcast and it kind of popped up today. Um, the podcast that we're doing for SFL, she said, a lot of the times you can work something backwards. And so that what, it, what that Lord had given me says, let me go back to that. Before God can give you authority and power, he has to be able to trust you. And before he can trust you, you have to trust him. So what does it look like to trust him? And so um, Josh and I have had to go through some things and learn to trust God. Job changes. We've had, to, we've had to sit and wonder and ponder how we got ourselves in situations. But we have always known that you are faithful and you will always provide. That's trusting God. We have gone through infertility. Whatever it looks like, Lord, we know that your plan is good. We couldn't get angry with God and we couldn't get bitter that it didn't happen in our time. That's trusting God. Health issues, which I still deal with today. You are my healer, Lord. It may not look like how it's supposed to look like, but that's trusting God. It's not getting mad at him that it's not happening the way that you thought that it should. Buying homes, buying cars, buying bulls, buying businesses, building businesses. We have always, Josh and I have always, always, always prayed, God, let our yes Yeses be yeses and our noes be noes. And if it's no, it's not you and I don't want it. And that's what we've always said. And that's what got us to the position that we are that God says, I can trust them. I can trust them because they're not gonna go out of their way to make their wants happen even though it's not from God. Because that's not how, that's not what we're supposed to do. If God says no, it's no. And if it's no, it's not for me. And that's okay. Yeah. It's just like the other day we were put in a position, we were at a, a PBR and our classic bull um, got hung up. He got his nose hung up under the deal. And when he came out, he was the rankest bull out that night by far. Three people came up and said, rankest bull out by far. Had he won, he would have won the classic, which is huge because then he's automatically a foot in for the rest of the year, but he didn't win. He was actually at the very bottom of the list. They scored him so low because he got hung up. And ultimately I wanted to be, my, my old self would have been like, God, that stinks. Why did that happen? But I found myself at an event a week later looking at the guy who did win a few spots in the classic and I could stand there and tell him congratulations because I know that what's for me will come to me and what's not for me won't. And so if I was supposed to win the classic, I would have, but I didn't because it wasn't for me. And so I have found myself trusting that God knows better than I do, that I'm not gonna get mad and I'm not gonna get angry because I didn't happen the way that I thought that it should. And this bull, we thought, okay, he probably won't get back in because he was at the bottom of the list. He got hung up. Really, a lot of things have to go perfect in the classic for your bull to stay there. We got the call a week later. He's back in. He's on his way to Little Rock, Arkansas right now. And I trust that if he's supposed to win, he will. And if he doesn't, it's okay. And because I know that his plan for me is good, whether our bulls win or lose, because we're supposed to be there because we hold leadership leadership positions there. We run the church in our industry. They ain't kicking us out. They can't because who's going to do it? And God's like, I need the church, so I need them. So we got to win at some point. I mean, I'm just saying there is confidence in being over the church group in the industry that you work in because God's like, I need them there. I'm going to keep them there. Yeah, that's right. So I have great, that's great logic. It's great logic. Okay, so 
Every detail of our life revolves around trusting that even when it doesn't look the way that we think that it should, that his plan is better than ours. Again, the bulls have really a way of uh, teaching us so much. And um, like I said, I've been put in so many positions over the last year that I had to look at the situation and go, I know God that you know better. When a bull that you have raised from a weanling and videoed and watched and became like your son and you watch as you know that he no longer will be there and you do not understand why. And you know that ultimately it's probably not the best thing for the bull, but Josh and I handled it with honor and we handled it with integrity and now we are more blessed than we have ever been. And I think ultimately it's because how we handled that situation right there. Because I could have been bitter and mad. I could have been mad that I, we raised that bull and we made him what he was and he was taken from us, but that didn't matter. Ultimately, in the end, it doesn't matter where that bull is. A bull is a bull and people are people and people are what matter. And so ultimately, does it stink? Yes, but does it matter? Not really. And so I've been put in a lot of positions over the last year that I had to trust that God knows better than I do. Josh and I have been obedient when it was uncomfortable and when it was not easy. We have had opportunity after opportunity to do things and be a part of things that we knew that were not for us. And we had to make decisions that most people don't want to make. But that's because we have been obedient. We said yes or no whenever God wanted us to. And so I read this thing. Um, Jessica Tate shared this the other day, and it was so good. She said, swift obedience occurs naturally when we trust God more than we trust ourselves. And so you learn to obedient, you learn to trust God swiftly when you know that his plan is better than yours. When he's telling you, hey, don't do that, and you wanna, your, your flesh wants to fight it. But the more that you train yourself to just trust that, God, I know that you know better. I know that you know better. Obedience becomes easy. Because I know that when I'm obedient, God is right there every time, and that plan is better. That, every, that good is going to come from that because I made the better choice. And so um, we're going to go to Luke 16, 10. It says, if you are faithful in little things, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. When God sees that he can trust you with a little that's when you get the larger amount of responsibilities. And Josh and I have watched that scripture come true in our life. Uh, we've watched that through businesses. We've watched that through, like I said, homes and uh, parenting and homeschooling, all the things that we're responsible over. Um, it's, it started as little things. And God trusted us with people's hearts. And we were faithful with it. And then we got trusted with more hearts. And then we got trusted with more people. And that led us to where we are right now. I don't want to get too much ahead of myself. But I, a lot of the times, like I said, I find myself in conversations that I feel like I don't want to brag because I don't want people to think I'm bragging on me, but I'm bragging on God. Yeah. And I want to tell you this because I want you to see that this works. That's right. And that's why I tell you whenever I say that um, at this moment right now, I... <laughs> I find myself, when I wrote this down even, just floored at what the responsibilities that Josh and I have right now. Um, I'm the leader of DCC Women in our women's church. I'm the leader of SFL, which is a women's ministry, now an SFL podcast. Um, I was found trusted with women. He placed into my life. I had moments where God allowed me to train women little, just little conversations, can I trust you? Little conversations in ministry through phone conversations and texts. Can I trust you? And he could. 
because I'm not gonna gossip, I'm not gonna do those things. Now I'm trusted with ministries for women. And then there's uh, homeschool. I'm a principal, y'all. Let me just tell y'all, I am the leader <laughs> in my homeschool. I'm the principal, the nurse, the secretary, the uh, whatever everything in the school is, I'm all that. And because Josh ain't the principal either, he doesn't have nothing to do with our homeschool, y'all. He is a busy man. And so only whenever I have just the worst moments of the world do I even threaten to call him, and I normally never do. And so uh, I was founded trusted with my kids. That's good. Can God trust you with your kids? And so God said, okay, I know she'll be obedient to teach them the Word of God, and I know that she's going to find the right curriculum because I studied and I knew what I was supposed to do. I knew that was my calling. And then the fact that we have two thriving businesses, very thriving businesses, one that they're both substantially growing more than I can even imagine, and sometimes I sit there and tell myself, am I even qualified for this? How do I find myself in these positions? God, obedience, trust. That's why it's not me, it's Him. I'm not qualified, but he is. And I have enough of me in, of him in me that I get to do this. Yeah. And it's him in me. And then um, we're also the life group leaders. And there, you know, I mean, I'm a, you know, I, I love it. But there are people I'm hoping God is raising up to do this. Because uh, we are also leaders in our industry. And we are over the church service in our industry. If Let me just put it this way. Because of God, we are literally in leadership in everything that we do. Everything. I, and I sat there today and I was writing everything that Josh and I are involved in. We are in leadership. We are the leaders of it. God. Because we have been found faithful. And because we have been found trusted. We have trusted him. He knows he can trust us. And then you get authority. And you get power. And can you be trusted with it? And that's how I find myself in this position right now. Doing all that we're doing is because we have been found trusted. And so... Um, God is looking for people that he can trust. What is trust? Trust is the firm belief in the integrity, ability, and character of a person. So God is looking for your integrity, your ability, and your character. Can he trust your character? Can he trust your character when no one else knows what you're doing? Can he trust your character when nobody sees the good, the bad, the ugly? Can he trust your character? Can he trust your character with those phone calls that you don't think anybody else knows you're going to have? Can he trust your character with the text message? Can he trust your character with social media? Your character matters. Can he trust your ability? Your ability, God put in you. That's what I love so much about this is, is a lot of people are like, oh gosh, you know, this seems really stressful. That's a lot. Whatever God has for you to be over, it's probably something that he put in you. It's like a passion. What drives you? What makes you excited? What, that's what God's going to put you over. That's where God's going to put you in authority and a power. So it's going to be exciting. Don't feel stressed or overwhelmed to think, oh gosh, what am I supposed to be over? Whatever it is, you're, you're, it's going to be something you love. That's right. Everything that Josh and I are over, I love women's ministry. It is my absolute favorite thing, and I get to be over that. We love Buck and Bulls, and we get to be over that. We love doing church services, and we get to be, there is nothing that we're not over that we don't absolutely have passion for. And so I want you to know that something that burns inside of you, that passion that burns inside of you, it is there for a reason. And God is going to find a way to make you a leader of it. And because you are a Christian and you're going to be found faithful, he's going to use you in that. And so um, 
Can God trust your character? Can he trust your ability? What about that business you want to start? I'm not saying we're all business owners, but there are some of you in here that are going to be called out to step out and start that business. And God's going to bless it. And he's going to be a part of it. And he's going to do it with you and through you. And you are going to find yourself in, yourself in positions to be able to be used. Um, what about the ministry that you want to lead? Man, God, I always knew I was supposed to start that Bible study. Start that Bible study. Step out, step out of your comfort zone and give God your yes because it's not you. Don't ever wait till you're ready. If I would have waited till I was ready to start women's ministry, I would still be standing up here telling you that I'm not a part of that because God would have used somebody else because I never, ever, ever feel completely, uh, completely qualified to do women's ministry because in every way, shape, or form do I feel like at one point I'm probably failing to, as a woman in some way, shape, or form because that's what women do. We constantly have comparison. And so don't wait till you feel ready to start that business. Don't wait till you feel ready to start that Bible study. Um, what, what about your family? Maybe you need to step up in your household and become the, the authority, the power, the honor, the integrity. Men, women, maybe you aren't, haven't been being that role in your family. It's time. It's time to step out of your comfort zone. It's time to, maybe it's gonna feel weird to repent to your child. I don't know who that's for. But maybe it is gonna feel weird to repent and say, you know what, I haven't been being a leader in my household, but it starts today. And I'm gonna do that today. And just stepping out and out of your comfort zone and watch God work through you. If y'all want to stand real quick. Um, I felt like I don't even remember what, what part I got this word. Um, but I feel like it truly, truly is for somebody. And I hope that, um, I hope that in a month someone comes up and says, hey, that was for me. Because it is going to be, you won't, I don't feel like it's something you'll realize tonight. Okay, that was for me. Because you're going to have to see it happen first. But I do feel like there is some of you in here that will, um, it says, I truly believe that some of you are going to get to skip some of the process. He needs people now to say, yes, God, I trust you. I'm saying yes. Some of you are going to get to skip the whole, I feel like it's been years for Josh and I that we've had to be founded trust, you know, to be trusted that we've had to go through some things and we've had to see some things and we had to, but God is telling some of you because he is eager to put people in those positions now, you're gonna get to skip some of the process. And that if you can step out now and say, yes, God, I'm here. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm standing here, but I'm just saying yes then you're gonna get to skip some of the process, which I am very jealous about. And I kinda wanted to be like, God, everybody should have to go. I'm not saying that you haven't been through some stuff, but God's gonna give you immediate authority and power in situations that you're in because he needs you now. And so I wanna pray over you. I wanna pray over you if you feel like, okay, I, I feel a stirring in me. I know this is for me. I know I'm supposed to start that business or I know that I'm supposed to be a leader in my household. Something in me is stirring to, to, be, a, to be a part, to be a part, to be a part of what God is doing right now. I want you to, I don't know. I just wanna pray over you. So what I want you to do is, um, I want you to just raise your hand. 
If you feel that stirring and you feel like, you know what, it's me. It's me, it's me, it's me. I feel the stirring. I know she's talking to me. I'm supposed to start the business. God, I just thank you right now for every hand that's raised, Father God. I thank you that you will give them the, the wisdom and the knowledge, Father God. And I thank you that your word will not turn, return void, that they can skip the process, that they will be immediately obedient to the word of God, and that they will walk and fulfill every promise that you have on their life, Father God. Where shame has come in and tried to step in, Father God, I just rebuke shame in Jesus' name. I rebuke past thoughts or past um, incidences, Father God, and I thank you that they get to bypass every bit of that, Father God, and they step into power and authority, Father God, and I speak prosperity over their life right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the businesses that will come from this. I thank you for the relationships that will be built and the lives that will be changed because people are stepping out of their comfort zones and saying, yes, God, Yes, God, me right now in this moment, Father God, I will do what I'm called to do. I will not allow the enemy to steal another day from me and what I am supposed to do, Father God. And I thank you for the testimonies that will come from this message that says, hey, I'm there. I am living it. And I thank you for it, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo, I did that fast. You did? she was saying that about skipping the process <clears throat> the Lord showed me Gideon's men see there was 300 of them that God did stir in that didn't go through the process that Gideon went through but what they had to do is they still had to go and make that stand. So their process was in. Yeah, it, it was happening. And so faith had to rise up within them while they were making that stand. So it may be something that's stirring on the inside of you, but you're going to be going to battle. And so your process may be in process of making that stand. Does that make sense? Because that's just where they were at that time under attack. And so it may be that you're going to still be in a process in the process is what I'm trying to say. And that you're still going to have to take your stand of faith and not fear. And, and, it's, and that's it. God, it's like a fast track of character. Man, how awesome. Great word. Love y'all. See y'all Sunday. We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.